Thank you so much, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast-to-coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome Olympic gold medalist Laura Wilkinson. She made history at the Olympics in 2000. She became the first woman uh, since 1964 to win the Olympics, and she did that uh, despite competing with three broken bones in her foot that she sustained uh, in training. So uh, Laura has come out of retirement, and she was seeking to make the Olympic team. But, of course, now uh, with the Olympics being postponed to uh, next July, um, that's going to have to be put on hold. Laura, thanks for um, coming back. Where were you in the uh, comeback process? How how were you matching up against these teenagers and such? Uh, well, actually, it's been kind of a, a crazy road since I got back into it. I actually spent most of last year recovering from a two-level cervical fusion on my neck. And so I had fortunately had a great recovery and was just getting back up on the 10-meter in December, January this year and just started competing again. So I was doing well. I was on my way, but I felt like the timing was going to be really tight. What is it like, you know, when you stand on that podium and we're all up there with you uh, as Americans? Did you kind of think when you won the Olympics in 2000, it's like, I did it. I realized my dream. I can't believe it. And and now I'm going to do whatever's next in my life. What was it when you're like, ah, I think I, I think I can still do this. When did you make the decision? You're like, <laughs> I'm coming back, y'all. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like this overnight thing. I, I retired in 2008 because I, I was ready to be a mom. I was already 30. I was already double the age of my competitors, and I just kind of thought it was time to move on, but it wasn't that I really wanted to not dive anymore. And so it kind of was always in the back of my head, like, well, maybe once we have our kids, like, I'll play around again. I'll just see. But the timing was just never right until um, about the time of the Rio Olympics. I was working with NBC and kind of covering the games there and just, seeing that the level wasn't quite, I mean, there were some really good girls, but it wasn't the same level it was back in 2008. And, you know, it just, it nags you in the back of your head, like, could I still do this? And so that fall, we decided to give it a whirl. So you're at UT, you're a, you're from the Lone Star State, so you're there in, in Austin. And when you decided you wanted to be Olympian, you kind of have to put school on hold a little bit. And we know in this country, to get to Colorado Springs, uh, the state is not going to be sponsoring you. Like in some countries, some you got to get another job. What was that like when you had to tell your parents and everybody else, like, I, I, I think I can get to the Olympics here, but i got to dedicate myself to it? Yeah, it was interesting because I, I did three years in college, um, and I'd done great. I'd won NCAAs a couple times. It was always top three. Um, and, you know, I, everything was kind of going well. Like college was just great. I had my friend group there. I finally picked a major, all that good stuff. But the Olympics were coming, and I knew that I was going to have to fully, like, train full-time without worrying about distractions of school and testing and, and college meets as well as U.S. meets. And so I talked to my parents, who um, were very supportive of me, but it was what was really hard was telling my coach at UT that, hey, I'm going to leave my scholarship with you, and I'm going to go home and try to, like, do this Olympic thing. And, and I was very fortunate that he was a 1992 Olympian, and so he totally understood as a Upset as he was to, like, see me go, he was actually very supportive. But just because you make this big decision doesn't mean you're automatically on the team. Like, I came home, and I still had to fight and earn my way onto the Olympic team the next year. A couple more questions for Laura Wilkinson, um, trying to make the Olympic team yet again. In college, to simulate jumping off a aircraft carrier, I did do one jump off the very, very top platform 
and it was a horrible experience. <laughs> when did you de- <laughs> when did you decide it's like diving boards are springy and jumpy and platform? I need to get to that top. When did you decide that hitting the water at forty miles per hour was for you? <laughs> Um, well, I actually was a gymnast growing up, uh, and so I didn't start diving until I was 15, um, so kind of partway through high school. And being an ex-gymnast, like, it, it actually takes a long time to learn how to work with a springboard because obviously it moves. You have to be very patient. But gymnasts can transition really well and really quickly on the platform because you don't have to worry about that same timing. So I just started to excel there quicker. And I was still good at springboard, but but I was getting better faster on platform. And so I think that's kind of – when I realized that was just my my best fit, but you know, Rick, What's I'm looking for a synchro partner. If you, if you want to join me and try that again, like maybe you could come come do some synchro with me. Well, I can tell you that I I didn't I didn't belly flop, but I did do the splits, and it took me about a year to get feeling back oh. down there again. It was not fun. Oh my! <laughs> oh my. The, uh, yeah, I'm just sorry about the, that. The, you have a lot of kids, and so what's it like now that? you're qualifying and and your kids are they're watching you do it how cool is that it's it's cool i mean but they're still young too they're they're eight eight six and four and so they're they're kind of understanding what i'm doing and they definitely see like the commitment it takes and they see the competition so they know why i'm doing it and the older ones are starting to grasp that but a lot of times the younger ones too are just like hey mom like just come stay with me and play with me at home like why do you have to go do this thing but it's been really cool because they've seen it all. They've seen me get back into it. They saw me go through an neck surgery. I mean, I had to wear a collar for six weeks and I couldn't, I couldn't hold them. Like they walked through that whole recovery with me. And, um, it, it was absolutely just awesome for them to see, like I wasn't giving up during that. And so it's now something I can pull back if they're facing something. I can say, Hey, remember when I went through this, remember when I was coming back and I had to work really hard and it was kind of painful, but I kept pushing through, like they can start to understand that now on a very like personal level. You know, for me, I want this country to send their very best, but I would imagine you might have gotten a little backlash from somebody who's like, look, you had your moment. You're going to take a spot away from some girl coming out of UCLA or something. Why do you got to come back? Have you had any backlash (laughs) like that? You know, I expected a lot of it, but people have actually been really supportive, um, and which has been really encouraging to me. And, and actually, a lot of moms have, have come out being really supportive of what I'm doing and saying, hey, if you're doing this crazy thing at your age, like maybe I can do something really cool, too. And so that's that's been really exciting. And But if there are those people who are thinking those things, I would just say, look, if, if I'm just a has-been and I'm not relevant now and I can't do it, then I'm not going to qualify. But if I'm good enough to beat the girls and get on the team and do really well at the Olympics, then it doesn't matter how old you are or when your day is. Like, you're the one doing it right now. That's what matters. Something, and I brought this up with Olympians in the past, but it always, it still irks me to this day that we had the world record holder in the decathlon, Dan O'Brien, and he decided to pass on the low level of the pole vault. And so he didn't qualify for the Olympics, and he had to wait four more years to get to Atlanta. And to me, I think the USOC should have made an exception to that and say, look, he's the world record holder and he made a mistake. But some people are like, nope, if you choke on the day of the trials, that's what you get. I don't know. What do you think about giving special passes to world record holders and things like that? Well, I mean, we've done it both ways in my sport. We've had selection committees, um, you know, partially choose people based on what they've done. And we've had also had to just earn it on the day of. And 
I think honestly, earning at the dam is probably the most fair because that's just the only way you can make it an even playing field for everyone. I mean, I'm back here. I was an Olympic gold medalist 20 years ago, but I took a nine-year retirement and I've had to work my way back. I had to qualify to trials. I didn't just get a pass because I'm an Olympic gold medalist. So I have had to work my way back and do this. And doing that has made me a better athlete and a better person. And so I, I think it's worth it. Where is your Sydney gold medal? Is it over the fireplace or is it in a safety deposit box? It's actually an old CD case in my closet. <laughs> I know. I, I want to have it, like, readily available to show people, but I, I don't want to make my house, like, a monument to, to what I've done. Like, we have all these really cool Olympic memorabilia and trophies and things that really just sit in the garage because I, I want my home to be a home and not a trophy case, you know? It's, it's kind of this weird balancing act. Well, I brag about playing Division II football, so if I had a gold medal, I would be bragging about it every day. So I admire your your humility. We have been speaking with Laura Wilkinson. Laura, uh, let's just embrace the time off. you got another year to, to get it ready, and we wish you nothing but the best. Hope you make the team next summer. Uh, thank you so much, Rick. Looking forward to the journey. All right, good stuff. Laura Wilkinson, everybody, USA gold medalist. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back on Sports Violence.